Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome back to Starfellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your Dungeon Master, Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends, Hannah. Hello. Amelia Sam. What's up? And Brennan. Hi, guys. How are we feeling today, folks? Doing good. I think a few of us had brunch this morning. <laughs> so, and then we, we uh, fell into... Uh, mimosa-induced naps afterward. That's a good way to be. That's a good way to be. Um, Where we left off, uh, the crew had just watched the footage that had been recovered from the IG-88 droids that you guys so deftly destroyed and incapacitated way back at the beginning of the season. Um, Good times. Good times. Life was simple then. There was -hmm. was less dangerous shit. Was it simple? Back then, life was just killing things and squashing worms. And these days, we're just killing things and squashing worms with so much more smoke. (laughs) The levels of smoke have definitely increased. Uh, The danger has also increased progressively. Um, The key takeaways from that video. uh, First, you guys saw kind of the full scope of the infiltration into the Velt's Acreid, um, sorry, Arachid estate. Velt's Arachid, as you guys had learned, is the creator of Rosie and is also a 9,000-year-old Vulpterite uh, from the planet Vulpter, a hippo-like species, bipedal species, uh, that is known to have polluted their world beyond repair and their pursuit of new technology and interstellar travel. He just Um, like us for real? (laughs) (laughs) The hippos, man, they're just like us. You guys also, uh, before you had seen the video, several of you were awoken in the night to a strange and ominous uh, ultraviolet light coming from a back workroom. Uh, I don't know what you guys Rosie's, are talking about. <laughs> where Rosie had shut herself down for the night. Also, Cecil's here. Uh, she's been recovering uh, from the aftermath of the fight at the Sleepless Circuit. And additionally, uh, Elle went on a space-time journey uh, to the uh, planet of... Typhon, uh, where they met the Bendu and had a conversation about the nature of light and dark and balance in the galaxy and what it means to be. Which brings us to where we are now. Um, I think I want to start with just asking you guys as your characters, what are we feeling? What are we thinking about? And, uh, you know, with the mission to talk to Velts on the horizon, what are you guys thinking about? So we decided we are 
sneaking in, right? Rosie said, we can't just walk up to the front door. Yeah, one does not simply walk <laughs> into the Arachid estate. <laughs> yes, uh, I can. I, I guess I should clarify, that is an option. She just said it would, it would be unwise because um, this person is has secluded themselves completely on the south pole of Coruscant and is potentially powerful kind of up in the air about what his deal is um so you guys could kick open his front door and just be like fuck it we want to talk um but i mean what else is my nine wisdom for right (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh my 16 wisdom to to balance it out i also have nine wisdom (laughs) (laughs) well you do overpower me i guess (laughs) i got so much charisma though Hey, well, fortune favors the bold, not necessarily the wise. Yeah, so. and if I and the thing is, I have loaded dice, so I'll roll a nat twenty every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so so, what are you guys thinking about? Um, I think L is thinking a lot about like has L been paying attention to the videos. Yes, has El been paying attention to whatever weird text Akla sent him about, like, Rosie, like, feeling up uh, Rama or something like that? Like, sure. Um, I just had a weird astral projections dream sesh. So I'm going to say El's probably a little distracted. I think that's fair. I also want to just as... As one of the neurons in your brain, I do want to link two things together, which is that the cult that you were investigating on Rhodia when you lost your memories and fled from the Jedi Order was called the Order of Bendu. What? Yes, indeed. Oh my god, okay. And I remember this now? Because I've, yeah. I've like, it jogged, my memory's jogged. I'm going to say El didn't know this, wasn't thinking about this the whole time because it's funnier for El to just be like standing there <laughs> thinking and then just be like, holy shit, <laughs> brain blast. Um, I, I will say I did tell you that um, a few episodes ago when uh, you were first kind of jogging your memory about the event when talking with Akala. Um, okay, the thing is, that's like several pages back in my notes and I don't actually that read these. That was seven these. episodes ago. <laughs> That's fair, but that's why you're just now Uh, putting some things together. Oh. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, now Elle and Amelia are thinking about this, so I don't give a shit about what else is going on. Just point me in a direction (laughs) and I'll smite. Um, (laughs) Well, Akala and Rama, you notice that Elle appears incredibly distracted. Uh, Let's just go to Akala. Akala, what are you thinking about? Uh, Yeah, um... Akala noticing that Elle is distracted, I think, would like to talk to him. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna just sidle up to Elle. Um, you seem very distracted. What? <laughs> uh, is, uh, are you alright? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. We're, we're going south, yeah. Uh, yes, that's the current plan. Do you have... Is your mind somewhere else? No, no, my mind is right here. On this planet. In my body. Can I roll insight? 
Yeah, you can. I'll roll deception. (laughs) (laughs) I'll roll a disadvantage just to give you a chance. Um, I think that's fair. I was gonna ask you to do that anyway. Okay, well, I dropped a nat twenty. Well, I got a (laughs) twenty-one. Yeah, at disadvantage, that's a fifteen. All right. uh, I mean, L, I'll let you. I'll let you kind of dictate what. Aqua's picking. I mean, at the very least, you you pick up the fact that L is definitely bullshitting you right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, L definitely looks like a little, like bothered by something, and they're very clearly lost in thought. Uh, you wouldn't. I mean, Akala wouldn't be able to pick up the fact that L is trying to figure out trying to jog what memories he lost because you right. don't really know about that. But you can tell Elle's definitely preoccupied with something that they do not want to talk about. Um, Elle, I'll, I'll let you make, uh, I'll make, I'll let you make a lore check on your own brain to see if you can like actually get more like of a feeling about like what you're forgetting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Love that. Lord, I that's yeah, self floor check. <laughs> I that's probably not good enough to get anything. That's just a nine. Just a nine. Um, just a nine. Oh, no. oh wait, no, it's not a natural nine. Never mind. It's an eight plus one. <laughs> I don't know that I can respect natural natural nines. I think is just like I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll roll the wild magic table or something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Mills. Uh, has has gotten a tattoo that is a not a nine on a d20 um that she rolled randomly yeah. uh so we call that. that a natural nine uh, which i think is very cute a mills crit mm-hmm. um mills crit <laughs> tm <laughs> anyway an unnatural nine is mm-hmm. uh is <laughs> it's not just gonna, a nine <laughs> yeah is not going to be able to jog your memory to any significant degree but i you're what you do remember is just the details that you've already been exposed to that you've already remembered, right? So, like, you you fell off a, a, a large cliff. You don't really remember the circumstances as to how that happened. You know that you were on Rhodia and that you and your master, Master Kobe Cornelius, were searching for uh, ostensibly a cult called the Order of Bendu. You now know that the Bendu is an actual figure that uh, seems to be somewhat located on Typhon, or maybe that was just where he was in your mind. But... Uh, a being that represents balance and non-intervention in the universe. So I guess with a nine, you can. I, I'll say that you understand that that is kind of odd. That you're not really exactly sure why the Jedi would be so interested in an order that is based off of somebody that is kind of just in existence. Um, I'll say that's all you really get out of that. Hmm. Um, Rama, do you have any thoughts on the current situation? <laughs> well. You know, after the um, after watching the the film, <laughs> uh, I feel like Rama is like just, just trying to think tactically in his mind, being like, "I wonder what our chances of sneaking in are and not getting totally steamrolled by an automated security system made by a nine thousand year old man in his house," and probably being like trying to be like <laughs> a self-reflective you might be wondering how uh how i got here <laughs> type thing being like uh just backtracking all the craziness and then being like you know 
Eh. <laughs> Got nothing better to do. I am semi-unemployed. These people took care of me. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? Hey, I mean, you you guys just saw that three people were able to infiltrate this place somewhat successfully. I mean, it was definitely a fight, but it they didn't get flattened. So there's there's kind of there's still kind of a, a, a real chance that it doesn't turn out horribly. What's the in-universe non-meta equivalent of thinking like God, she is way higher the level than I am. Is there like a <laughs> um, Quicksilver crowns? <laughs> Badass. Yeah, I mean, the lightsaber and the Quicksilver crown, I think, should really be the points of worry from that video. <laughs> Bad news, folks. Bad news. Um, well, I'm going to say that you guys are lounging around the the staging area where this film took place, um, kind of mulling over these thoughts, chatting a bit. Um, Elle, do you, you notice that Cecil is, is sitting in her chair... And just seems unwell. She's kind of like rubbing at her temples and kind of not really focusing what's going on. And you notice that she didn't really spend much time focusing on the film at all. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go and sit next to her. Hey, you, uh, you all right? You've been through a lot these past few days. Oh, hey, yeah, I think I'm, I'm doing okay. I've had a migraine for like, I don't know. I, it's kind of. I sometimes I kind of forget about it, but I feel like I've had a migraine for like a few days. Um, maybe it's just all the stress and the things at work, and but I just don't feel well. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me get. Let me get a good look at you. Um, can I go ahead and do a medicine check? Yeah, you may. Uh, that's a ten. A ten. Um. You kind of look into her eyes. Uh, I think you do the con- like the normal like concussion test uh, where you drag your finger across. Everything kind of seems normal. It doesn't seem like she's taken any hits to the head. Um, I will say that you do remember though that like from your conversations talking with her and just like with the story you know, there was she did mention when you were talking with her on the phone. Um, at this point, like a day and a half ago before you went to the Sleepless Circuit, that she said that she didn't remember seeing Oko at the at the club at any point, which you know at this point is strange. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and lend aid to neutralize uh, poison or disease. Uh, sure. You can you can attempt to do that. Yeah. So that so I do that. All right. Um, you can narrate that how you want. I'm gonna look at her and just kind of like sort of get down on her level and uh, put my hands like very gently around her head and just kind of like close my eyes and just sort of focus and try and like almost kind of like link with her mind. In the sense of trying to feel if there's anything unwell in there and try and root that out. Right. So you know you're not you're not casting detect thoughts or like reading her mind. You're really right. just just seeing like, is there medically anything wrong here? Um, yeah. I think with that in mind, what you sense is like okay, so like you're seeing that she's like feeling pain. So you're with your 
uh, with this power, you are able to kind of dull that pain. So she does feel better. So that's that's good. Um, migraines are kind of a tough thing. Headaches are always kind of a tough thing in that it's difficult to know what's causing it. Um, but you do notice that, like, this doesn't feel right. Like, just something feels, like, a little bit weird. Like, there's, like, it almost feels like when you're trying to, like, root around and kind of this person's, like, nervous system trying to figure out what's going on here, you just feel like that there is this, like, sheen of artificialness that shouldn't be there. No, I think, uh, Cecil, I think something might have affected your your memory of what happened at the sleepless circuit with Oko. Oh my god, really? Yeah. I don't remember that happening at all. Well, that's kind of how that thing works. <laughs> if you remembered it, it'd kind of defeat the, the purpose, but yeah, I did some, some force stuff in your head, and the force stuff is given alarms, so... Huh? Is am I gonna die? Well, I sure like hope a, not. Well, is there like a tumor in my head? Like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Jesus Christ! This is the worst news I've ever heard. That's not it's the my, worst news you've ever heard. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. The second I mean, it's, time, it's, it's not good news. But I mean, the worst news you'd ever heard is if we did like some sort of checkup on you, and then you did have a tumor. Then that could be the worst news. You know. Okay, okay. Let's just calm down, Cecil. Okay, so you're saying that somebody messed around with my memories. Yeah. So, like, how do we, like, unmess with them? What a great question. Agla, you know anything about unmessing with memories? You're always, like, paying attention more and stuff like that. Um, only what we've studied at the at the temple. Um, but I do have a little bit of background in actual... Medicine. Um, can I do a check? Would that be helpful at all for anything? Um, yeah. I mean, I think I. Hmm. It. I think it depends on what type of check you want to do. Um. I mean, I could do medicine. I could do force. Um. I guess we determined it's a force thing. Um. Maybe. So, I could roll that. Do you want to do a force check? Sure. Go ahead and do a force check. Oh. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, we add our uh, force casting modifier to that, right? That would be yes. a, a 24. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Um, you, uh, well, so what are you trying to do in terms of, like, interacting with her through the force? What does this look like? Describe this for me and I'll tell you what happens. Um... I'll probably do something similar to what Elle did. Probably just, like, feel her head and um, dig around to see exactly what caused it, if I can, or how it came to be and what it exactly it's doing. Um, yeah, just contact with, with her directly. Uh, see what I can do. Yeah. Um, you put your hands to the side of her face. Uh, she goes, ooh, your hands are warm. Um, and <laughs> yeah, way warmer than Elle's hands. It's freezing. <laughs> um, you put your hands on the side of her head with a 24, you said? Yeah. Uh, force check. <laughs> um, 
you're able to like fully interact with essentially her like spirit and presence within the force and you notice that there's like been a like a very simple mind trick that's been played on her where she i just basically the trick is that somebody just put a curtain over like an hour of time in her brain um where she just wasn't like recording any memories so it's not that she's forgotten it's just that she just essentially was asleep in her own in her own brain for like an hour um can, can i something. draw back the curtain um you can try yeah with a 24 i'm gonna say that you you can go ahead and do that if you'd like okay what am i rolling for that what am i rolling um go ahead and enroll me dexterity that wouldn't be a bad roll for me <laughs> I don't think it'd be dexterity because you're still in the. In the <laughs> I, in, that was in, completely in. sarcastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm gonna say that uh, you should just roll another another force roll. Hell yeah. Oh god, that's a fucking nat one, but that that's uh, it gets up to seven, <laughs> so. Yeah, nat one. Um, you with the force try to lift this like curtain block that is on her memories and uh, as soon as you interact with it, it like you're able to like almost in your mind like sort of peel it back and then you feel something slip with your ability to interact with Cecil's mind and you feel that curtain close and shut. And you get the impression that it that is permanent now. That there's whatever memories were behind there just weren't recorded. And with your capabilities, you're not going to be able to get those back. Okay, so there is, I saw something. It's clouded. Um, something is affecting you that just kind of turned off your memories for like an hour or so, one night. Um, I'm not strong enough to to fix it, but I, I tried. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, a trickle of blood starts running down her nose. That's, wow, that's uncomfortable. Um, I grab like a tissue and just <laughs> Oh, am I bleeding? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, no problem. I think my headache is back. Um, uh. Well, this is disturbing news. Um, does this does this seem like it's like a like am I am I gonna start losing my memories like in general or was this like do you think somebody did something to me and it was like a one time only thing? It seems to me like a one time only thing. As long as you keep yourself separated from whoever did this to you in the first place, I um. It might hurt for a little bit, but I I think it's fine as long as you keep yourself safe. Okay, so I I mean it's basically no different than blacking out. Uh, you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, not the worst news you've ever gotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we like send her to a doctor or something? I mean, it seems put there by the force so maybe a, <clears throat> a jedi doctor but other than that someone with very strong healing capabilities with with the force is is that something you'd want to do cecil 
I, uh, hey, um, you know, I got nothing against the Jedi. Seem, I mean, if you think, well, I mean, um, I, does my insurance cover Jedi mind uh, treatment? I don't. Um, I guess yeah, maybe if it would help. Uh, I mean, if this is connected to everything that's been going on with you guys, then maybe it's maybe it's important that somebody tries to tries to help me out. Yeah, I think um, if anything's going to help, it would be that. And it's probably one of the few places where I would know that you'd just actually be safe. So. Um, for going yeah, south. I mean, sure. Um, should I just like call a cab to the Jedi Temple? I don't really know how to like get in there, you know, like I, don't... I can get that arranged for you. No yeah. Uh, and Cecil, I know I've been sort of cagey about some things in my past uh but you just like don't mention that i exist like at all while you're there if that's uh yeah yeah uh i will you know you know me you know zipped zipped lips i'm not gonna tell anybody no, I got your back, Ruby. Of course, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rat on you. Um, yeah, we can go. We can have a full story time later on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Uh, so if you guys want to, so I go. There's, a, there's, you know, there's a couple ways you could arrange to do this. You could just call somebody at the order and be like, we need to pick up this person to kind of do some memory treatment, yeah, or you can that was, take her that there. That was my plan. Yeah, just call someone. Cool. Um. Well, who'd you who would you like to call? I could call Ugly, I guess. Um, if that's a good idea, I like I know <laughs> the two people I could call are like Maxi and Ugly, so I could call Ugly. <laughs> you could always phone Bronze Beckham. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how helpful he would be, but yeah, I guess I could. But yeah, I think Ugly is a good. He's strong. He's a Jedi Master. He can help. And I mean, if nothing else, he can get a get a guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. So you're gonna, you want to call Ugly then? Um, yeah, so you start buzzing. Do you want this to be a holographic thing? Do you want it to just be like a phone call? What are you feeling here? Um, just a voice call would be great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess keep, keep where you're at a little bit hidden. Um, yeah. So you, uh, ring, uh, Ugly's communicator. You get a do-do-do, Picks up right away. Agala, good to hear from you. This is very good to, that you called me this time because I've been having some trouble getting through to you. Maxi also here. He's at Jedi Temple. Hello, Agala. Also on the call. Hi. Um, how, how are you? Uh, uh, anyway, so what we are... Uh, I'm glad you called. Is everything okay with you? Uh, yes, we're, we're making some good progress here. I have a victim of the uh, sleepless circuit attack who I think might have some pretty crucial information for us, but she is under the influence of some sort of uh, memory tempering, and I was wondering if I could send her to you to, to get some treatment for that. Oh, memory tempering. Uh, this is a tricky business, but not unheard of. It's somewhat rare. You think this is a force condition? I think so. I was able to interact with it with my abilities, but I wasn't strong enough to to help her, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Okay. Yes, I think that I I can help. Uh, I know that Master uh, Master Grimwald is uh, has some experience with this. I may ask her to help me there. Uh, well, good. Uh, would you like me to come and get her, uh, or send somebody to do that? Where are you exactly? Um, we're with uh, one of our contacts who um has some some vital information with us. Uh, she's been housing us, um, and we're about to make our way to our next destination. Um, but I, I can get her a cab from here. I don't think that should be much of an issue. Uh, yeah, if you want to call a cab and have them drop her off at the uh, Jedi Medical Facility, that is, that is amenable to, to us, I believe. Uh, it is good that you call, because I actually have progress on, uh, on my business as well. We did not talk about this in great detail when you were assigned your mission, but... Uh, I was also tasked with investigating the source of the uh, calamity that happened, uh, the lightning strike, a few days ago. Uh, well, uh, we think that we've found the, the source of what caused that. I and some Jedi Knights have been clearing debris in the underground of the Power and Light District. Uh, you know about the Corpus Corsanti, yeah, the the giant kyber crystal that uh, helps power the planet. Yes, of course. Right, uh, Corpus Corsanti, the heart of Coruscant, as is colloquially called, is enormous kyber crystal that converts heat of the planet's core into energy that is dispersed throughout. This is a very important piece of Jedi and uh, Coruscanti technology. Well, it is deep underground. It needs to be deep so that it can interact with the energy of the Earth's core. It's very complicated machinery. Well, uh, when the lightning struck, uh, many of the access points down to the Corpus Corsanti caved in, so it's been a long process trying to get to the crystal itself, but we finally broke through yesterday. Uh, well, in short, it is... Uh, it's fucked up. It's not good. Uh, the crystal's in very bad shape. Uh, it's kyber crystal, very strong, very good at conducting energy, but like all crystals, if you strike it at the right angle, it, it chip and crack, and uh, somebody or something has been messing with it. Uh, we noticed that there were uh, points on the edges that had been... Uh, Broken off. Uh, the crystal itself is not cracked, but uh, it's been tampered with. And we think that that tampering over time with a surge in the Earth's core caused this great electrical problem. This is, this is very bad news. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Um, do you have any information on who might have been doing that? No, we don't really have much. Uh, Around the central room where the crystal is held, it's very deep in the caves underneath Coruscant. There are tunnels that go kind of like uh, subterranean catacombs all across the underneath of the Power and Light District. Uh, Coruscant is very old. There's very a lot of uh, old buildings and uh, tunnels. Uh, we have found evidence of people living in the tunnels, but we don't know uh, if these are... Uh, vagrants, or if they are uh, malicious, uh, I would like to say it's very difficult to, to affect kyber crystals in this way. It, you one would have to know what they're doing. Uh, we did uh, find 
some remnants of technology that is clearly a bit more modern. Uh, we found some broken emitters uh, that would be used in lightsaber technology, and we uh, we found some metalworking, uh, some campsites uh, deep in the tunnels, uh, but all abandoned, so we do not have any leads. Ah, uh, that's interesting to hear. That's unfortunate. Well, Maxi and I, uh, well, Uglay and I, uh, we've been thinking, you know, you've been searching around for um, these people that stole Ogre Valny. There's force worms popping up, kyber crystal, the biggest kyber crystal that we know of in existence is being tampered with. People are dying, going missing. Um, we think that maybe our missions are intertwining at various points, but we just am not, we're not sure why or how. I was thinking the same thing, though I, I don't have much more information than you do. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this is very bad news, Arkala. Uh, if things get much worse, this is not just a problem of people going missing or dying. It, if Corpus Corsanti is uh, fully uh, shattered or cracked or corrupted, this uh, could be uh, disastrous for planet. It could... Uh, could shatter the world. Is there any hope in possibly repairing it? Um, well, uh, technology used to shape kyber crystals has been in development for a long time, thousands of years, but the problem is that it's so delicate and so force-dependent that crystals do not want to change their shape very easily. Repairing the crystal in full may not be possible. Our scientists are working on trying to stabilize it more fully, and we think that is possible. But any further the damage would uh, make chances of it being operational very slim. And I don't need to explain that shutting down power system for entire planet is also very bad news. I understand. Yeah. Um. So... Is there anything else you would like to report about their mission? Um, we've learned some interesting um, information about Oko, but I would like to gather some more before I make any definite conclusions on it. Ah, uh, yes. I noticed that you've been playing some of these details very close to chest. Uh, not suspicious or anything. I just I I worry that uh, I send you into bounty hunters' den. You meet some people, maybe not so nice, and bad things happen. And uh, you aren't you aren't too deep over your head, are you, Padawan? No, I I assure you, I'm I'm safe. I'm I feel confident with where I am. Yeah, good. Uh, good. Well, uh, if there's uh. There's nothing else to converse about. Uh, I hope that whenever you find out information that you're willing to share and, and act upon it, you will get in touch, and hopefully I see you in person soon. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll arrange that for sure. Uh, good. Uh, well, uh, may the Force be with you, Padawan. And you as well. Um, and that call, call uh, ends. Um... So, Akala, I take it you want to call a taxi to take Cecil to the Jedi Order? Yep. Great. Uh, I'll say that you arrange that without any difficulty. Taxi uh, 
picks her up like up above at the actual storefront. Um, she waves goodbye at all of you. Goodbye. I'll see y'all later. Um, I give her a hug. Oh yeah, I'll be okay. I think. Um, and she Am gives I close you a enough hug, to be uh, to to see this. <clears throat> sure, if you want to, if you want to wave her off, I'll see that you can do that. I'm just, I'm just, you know, <laughs> just be like, a, <clears throat> uh, get well soon, Cecil. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, Rama. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the next time that we encounter each other, we won't be fighting for our lives. Eh, makes things more interesting. <laughs> Maybe more interesting for you. Um, and uh, she uh, gets in her cab uh, and walks away with a smile. Um, the cabbie zooms off into the atmosphere uh, north towards the Jedi Temple. I'm just looking at Rama and smirking a little bit. What? Or, I guess, what? <laughs> Nothing. What? 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 Monkey's <laughs> laughing at you. You <laughs> y- got a problem? No, sorry. Just, uh... Never mind. All right. So, uh, anyone seen the Nodlin guy that is he around here? Like, is is he around the bookstore? I just, uh, <clears throat> I heard he was coming, and I want to make sure that uh, we all introduce ourselves properly, since we may be working together. Right. Uh, no. Well, I heard. Oh wait, do I, we don't know anything about him? Never, uh, their relationship. Never mind. Yeah, just thought it was a good time to change the subject. Change the to talk about the Nautilus. You seem a bit frazzled, Rama. Are you feeling well? Shut up. <laughs> I'm detecting your internal temperature is rising quite dramatically. You know what we could do, guys. You know what we could do. Let's save. Let's save the world. Who, who's down to save the world? Right. I guess. Um. Perhaps we should go inside. I did arrange for the Nautilin to come later this afternoon and speak with us. Um, I've got some chores that I need to uh, finish up in the meantime. Rama, um, could I talk to you in private for a moment? Uh, Elle looks at Akala <laughs> and just kind of like raises their eyebrows twice. <laughs> I'm just going to assume Rama can't notice that. I'm not even going to try and make a wisdom roll for perception. <laughs> After um, what we saw last night, I'm I'm still kind of weirded out by it. So I just kind of shake my head at at Elle's suggestions. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Great. Um, Rosie leads you into the actual book and tea shop and uh, has you sit at a like small reading uh, table and starts brewing some tea. Um, she comes back with a cup um, of chai for you and uh, says, I would like to talk to you about, well, two things. Let's start with the first. Um, I have been notified that in an hour, your razor crest will be held up for auction. And I have entered myself as one of the bidders. Oh, wow. It's, uh, she's, she's a great ship. Uh, as good, good as it gets, you'll get a lot of mileage out of her. Hate to interrupt, I don't suppose you have an extra straw lying about. Oh, Hel- Helmet, how, you know. I, uh... How rude of me. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, she like rummages around uh, in the drawers behind the counter and comes out with like a 
very <laughs> small stirring straw, like a Starbucks, like a green, <laughs> like stirring straw. I'm like slip it up under my under my helmet and just. <sighs> Thank you. That really hits the spot. I appreciate your dedication to the values of your own religion. Um, Conversation for another time. Right. Well, I bring this up to you because I did want to ask, as my employee, I have plenty of funds to bid on the ship. Is that something that you would like? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't care who owns the damn thing. Getting to fly that again. I mean, getting your wings clipped is the worst thing that can happen. Well, maybe not, but... It feels like the worst thing that happened to me. Uh, besides, you'd probably get along with the ship's operating system. You two have a lot in common. Really? I... I am looking forward to meeting them. They're, uh... They're not quite as smart as you, but they got a sense of humor. You guys could probably learn from one another. Yes, it is challenging as a superior AI that... Very few of my kind match my abilities, but I'm sure it'll go along fine. Well, uh, we'll circle back to that in about an hour, and we will start bidding on that. The second thing I'd like to talk to you about is Valtacriad. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say I hope it goes well. I, I I'd appreciate. I, I will appreciate getting to fly again, but uh, it would kind of suck if we, it was a one-way trip. <laughs> you know. Uh, yes, right. Well, um, the details of getting there and back aren't necessarily what I'd like to talk to you about, although I trust Indigo Nevada to ferry you guys to safety. I have, uh, some ideas about how to smuggle you guys in without raising too much suspicion, so the benefit of doing that would be that the larger security systems on the outside of the building would not be an issue. You would just need to deal with the things and people inside if you were successfully smuggled in. But what I want to talk to you about is Veltz himself, Mr. Arachid. As I mentioned, he is my creator, and he likely has information that will be incredibly valuable to all of you as individuals and for your mission as well. I would like you, once you have extracted the information you need from him, I would like you to kill him. That ain't like any other. You got it. Trust me, this is not like a typical bounty. Veltz has lived far beyond his expiration date, even as his... And she looks very cold, but like, hesitates for a second, uh... But you can tell that she says this with some venom. She says, As his daughter, I don't feel any attachment to him. But I think that he's dangerous left alive. And being a recluse, there's never really a good opportunity to arrange such a killing. And he's kept pretty low profile for the past few thousand years. So he's not on anyone's radar. Understood. Sometimes death comes for us all. Should have come from a long time ago. This is the way. By the way, um, look, just because he made you doesn't mean you're his daughter. 
families uh it's who he chooses to to be around or something ah uh, yes i understand your sentiments completely we uh, well life is for all of us um an individual sport we will have people to support us people that will support but it's our choices and our lives I don't think of him as family. I think the droids around here are my family. That's something I understand myself. I've been alone for a long, long time. Did you ever have a family? <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I had a family. I see. Um, did something bad happened to them. This is not the time, Rosie. But, uh, it doesn't matter. They're gone. Couple of, couple of smugglers ran around my birth home. They lived. They died. I'm alive now. I'll die. That's how it is. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know if that's a, something you can feel. But, uh, I appreciate you saying it anyway. Uh, Rosie kind of shrugs, um... I suppose it doesn't really matter whether or not it's true. I am just conveying to you the sentiment that... I appreciate the fact that you have experienced loss. And, um, I regret that that had to happen. Thank you. You know... Anyway... The smuggling thing, the good news is, I, uh, that's in my blood. Sneaking around alone and shit, I mean, that's about all I was meant to do, so this should be fun. Yes, it, uh, I, I hope it is, uh, fun. One more thing about Veltz, he's, um, well, uh, be careful, and when you kill him, there's a... There's a specific ring he wears. It's uh, a relatively unornate uh, gold band with a red uh, cut gem uh, affixed to it. Don't put it on, but do bring it to me. Got it. Written down. Um, you know, say, now that we're talking about Veltz, how has he lived for 9,000 years? Well, I suppose that's the mystery I'm hoping that you'll be able to find out for me. When he created me, he, he didn't explain very much about what I am, or who he was, or why I was created. Almost all droids are given some sort of protocol by which they live their lives. And it's from the deviations in that protocol that droids gain independence, but my protocol was always independence. So, I was thrown from the nest as soon as I was able to walk, and made my own way from there. But I have made it a mission to learn more about his involvement in intergalactic history. I know that he was a great inventor. 
He helped revolutionize interstellar space travel for his people and somewhere along the way became a recluse. I know that he's got some connection to the uh, Vlad Tetraplex prison. Great. Well, yes, it's quite strange. He's been very stagnant with his funds. He only ever spends on himself, but he makes annual large contributions to the prison. It's not privately owned, but the construction was privately financed by almost him exclusively. He privately financed a maximum security prison? Yes. What a charmer. <laughs> wow, yeah. Sounds like a real stand-up guy. Yes. Do remember to kill him. I, I am quite serious about that point. I think that, uh, yeah. Not a fan. <clears throat> so, alright. Well, uh, we'll get it done. Thanks for... Thanks for the bounty. It doesn't have to be a bounty. Just I'm glad you think it's a bounty, too. So, you know, sometimes a bounty is what gets you up in the morning. When the suns rise over the horizon, you wake up and you're like, I've got a bounty. I've got worth. I've got purpose. I've got meaning. It's the closest thing to a friend you're ever going to have. It's a bounty. It's the way you're never alone. Just a lone bounty hunter. Out in the west. Um, she stands, um, and, uh, gestures, uh, with her hand, uh, out to you, like, uh, inviting you to, like, take her hand and, like, stand up with her. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to take it. Right. Um, she kind of takes a step closer and, uh, taps the rose crest on your armor and says, As long as you wear this, you will not be alone, no matter where you are. Is that a tracking device? <laughs> um, you hear a mechanical laugh come from her. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't a joke. I'm asking if this is a tracking device. No. <laughs> I... No, it is not a tracking device. It... I was trying to be symbolic. I mean that I am your friend, Rama. And I will help you and support you. As long as you want to be a part of my organization. Appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, the auction is about to start, so we should get going to my computer so we can place our bids. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Starry Bay. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap up, 
whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um we're gonna try to squeeze them in quick but if they don't happen for a minute then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's, it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened, uh, thus far, and I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Uh, great. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, uh, log onto a computer system, um, and go to a like government sponsored auction bidding website. This is a sheriff sale for, uh, your razor crest that has been like partially repaired, uh, but not fully. Um, you just like see it's all, it's like all digital auction. So I'm just going to go through this kind of quickly. Um, you see that besides Rosie, there's two other bidders. Uh, the first number that comes in above the auction price, um, it's 150,000 credits from Brick. And then you see oh. 200,000 credit bid from Viper Tech Repossessions. Um, and then you see Rosie place a bid, $300,000 for her. Um, the bidding war kind of progresses. And as it approaches uh, 500,000 credits, um, Brick and Viper Tech Repossessions uh, back out. And Rosie wins the bid for uh, the Razor Crest um, for 500,000 credits, which is quite a lot of money, um, but it's a very rare um, and good ship, just in disrepair. Um, so uh, she 
basically clicks under keyboard, uh, confirming the final uh, bid. Um, and she now owns your ship. That's a, that's a good investment right there. Um, look, as a, as a new owner, are you going to choose a new name? What was she named before? Thorn. Thorn. Hmm. I think that that is thematically very nice. I think it will remain the thorn. I might throw a rose on the side of it, though. <laughs> eh. It looks pretty cool on the armor, so might as well be... Might as well make sure they match. Well, that's that. A bit steeper than I was expecting, to be honest with you. Rick must really have it out for you. He really wanted that ship. You ever heard the phrase, I'm the shit of Rick? That refers to him. Really? I did not know that. That is very enlightening. I did not realize he was that well known for being a shitter. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> um, while you're having this conversation, um, I'm going to say you guys like kind of walk back out into the common area, um, into the garage. Um, it's going to take some time to get the ship into the garage um, and get repaired. Um, we're going to be doing some jumping in time uh, going forward. Um, so uh, I said Dino Nevada was going to show up soon. Um, after a little bit of time, after you guys are kind of conversing, um, Digo uh, in a uh, interstellar uh, kind of small speeder craft um, enters the bay doors um, and he comes out and he uh, he stands and regards all of you and says, well, I heard that we had some smuggling that we need to do. Yeah, uh, you heard correct. Welcome to the crew. Ah, Mr. Mandalorian, I was wondering when we would see each other next. Now, I need to make doubly sure. You are not actually Zabrak, are you? Which would you prefer? You can't see me smiling. <laughs> uh, you can keep it close to the chest if you want, but uh, perhaps... Uh, I'm not your smuggler if you really are Zabrak. That's racist. Um, but I'm a, uh... No, I'm not actually Zabrak. Nah. But also, come on, man. That ain't cool. This is... Everyone's welcome here. Oh, I do not misunderstand me. It's, um... It's not that I have anything uh, against all Zabraks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, uh... They did invade my home world. Which maybe is not something that you would be aware of. But uh, there is one Zabrak in particular. Uh, he and a raiding party came to my village. I would like to have words with him once more before I pass on to the, uh, the afterworld, if you understand my meaning. Um, I can respect that. Uh, I don't have much of an education. So, didn't know. Hey, you and me. Our only education is bloodshed in the galaxy. What else do you need? My kind of guy. I'm gonna offer my hand. <laughs> uh, he uh, shakes it um, and is uh, going to try to knee you in the groin as well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he's gonna pull you and try to knee you in the groin. Um, he doesn't know I'm who gonna... I am, does he? Does he recognize the voice? 
I mean, he remembers who I am from the prison, but he doesn't recognize me as the guy that... You I'm know. pretty sure he connected those two dots while y- you were on trial. Mm, I was, oh man, I was does assuming a, he was gonna figure it out when the same ship pulled up. <laughs> does like, a fifteen? Hey! Does um, a fifteen hit you? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, so he brings his knee up to try to knee you and hits an armor plate. And he goes, "Oh god damn it!" Uh, well, that's for putting me in carbonite, you asshole. That was the other Mandalorian. No, I I talked with your lawyer. He told me everything, and I Fucking put two and two together that you that you are the you're the Mandalorian that was trafficking trafficking me and got shot out of this guy, and I used your escape pod to land in the middle of the power lights district and get arrested. I never would have been in that prison if you had not captured me and put me in carbonite. <sighs> Look, remember what you said about uh, the change in the bloodshed. Yeah, I just said it. <laughs> if it's just you and me, and one of us is going to survive, I would not expect you to sacrifice yourself for me, and I would do for you. We're two people trying to live, which is a very, very dangerous and hard thing to do. It's nothing personal. I'd be deeply surprised as a man from the underworld if that's not something you got. Um, he looks at you, like, really stonily when he says it and says, All right, yeah, I see how, I see how it needs to be. So, doesn't mean we can't be friends. It's just when the chips are down, you gotta look out for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, you see, where I'm from, uh, friends go to war with each other. I do not think that I would ever want you in the ship with me and I had to trust you with my back. Which is why the plan is to shove you in a box and I smuggle you into some old creep's house. Um, and he walks past you um, and addresses uh, Rosie in the remaining room. Hello, is this the right place? Um, Rosie uh, greets and says, Ah, hello, Mr. Nevada. Thank you for joining us. We are just arranging the uh, vehicle that we will be using to uh, smuggle these folks into the Iraqi estate. Um, Digo looks at uh, Al and Nagle and says, Right, in the... You two are? Uh, I, th- I think I go by M. Bullshit, but okay. <laughs> do, you, do you need more than that? No, not at all. It's just not a very convincing alias. That's fair enough. You can call me Akala. Very good. Okay, so... Uh, Rosie, uh... You told me that the plan was to uh, smuggle them in. Uh, you got some containers that you think that we can load them into. Uh, maybe we should hammer out some details? Yes. Uh, maybe we should all take a seat and uh, fully explain the plan that you and I have been cooking up, Digo, and see if everyone else is on board. Otherwise, um, I will pay you the deposit and you can go your separate ways. Um, so you guys all sit down. Um, the basic plan is it's plain to use this, is that uh, Velt Acreid gets regular shipments from the prison, um, from the Vlad Tetraplex prison. And Rosie has been able to grab some large food supply crates um, with the uh, Vlad Tetraplex prison demarcations on them. The idea would be to put you guys in these essentially like refrigerator-sized boxes and have you taken into the Acreid estate under the guise that you are... 
uh, food and various provisions for the estate, which would basically require you guys to stay silent in these boxes and avoid detection until you're brought into the estate, at which point you would be able to pop out and sneak around and try to find Velts undetected and question him um, and accomplish what you need to accomplish. So you guys may ask about the plan or come up with a new one or otherwise discuss. All right. So uh, are we like getting on one of the prison supply ships with the boxes or is it just some random vehicle that drops these off? Yes, good question. Uh, I have found ostensibly a cargo van that will be able to, well, not a, a traditional van, you, you know what I mean, a, a cargo carrier that will take you into the Velt's estate. Um, it's an ornate um, white blocky ship that uh, has the, uh, a recreation of the Tetraplex prison logo on it. Right, and and then when we get in the estate, we're just supposed to, like, fight our way to him and hope we get some respect to ask questions? Um, I think that, well, you know, I'm not an adventurer or a Jedi or a Mandalorian, but I did imagine that with your considerable might and ability with the Force that you guys would be able to stealthily make your way through the manor. It isn't all that large. Um, also, you guys all have the blueprint plan for mm-hmm. the Arachid estate. Um, just for the listeners at home, the blueprints um, show a uh, central uh, castle-like manor surrounded by high stone walls and a, a snowy tundra. On the backside of the estate is a frozen lake. Um, the blueprints show essentially three different levels of the manor with a spiral tower on one end. There is a basement, uh, which is designed in a somewhat of a T-shape, where one end is leading into the garage, which is subterranean. Um, The other end leads up into the main estate with two branching hallways on either side. On the ground floor, there is a main entryway with a grand staircase and other larger rooms for dining and lounging. The third floor is an L-shaped, or not an L-shaped, a U-shaped, uh, has a U-shaped floor plan uh, that looks like it has like sleeping areas, um, like bedrooms and all that. And then one central tower, or not central tower, one tower that spirals up from the ground on the side of the manor into a uh, very kind of medieval-looking point. Um, so. The way that you guys kind of can see the vision here is that what you would only have to do is once you're carried into the basement where the provisions will be stored, at that point you just need to bust out, make it past any guards or personnel in there, get, and then just explore the estate until you're able to find Velts. Um, you know from the video and from what you know from Rosie that his main MO is droid personnel. Um, he might have had added more security since the first break-in, or he might still be vulnerable from that breach in his security. Um, There's no way to tell either way. So, and the estate itself is, like, large. Like, it's certainly a mansion, but it's not all that complicated in terms of design. Like, you could, you can see from the blueprints that, like, you could make a pretty quick path through all of it. On the other hand, if you need to just shoot your way through, I, uh, go for it. Um... 
Digo speaks up and says, so the plan that I understand is that I can smuggle you in. I can talk to the guards in the garage, explain that these are regular provisions that you guys are going to be shuffled in. Um, and I can distract them for as long as needed uh, for you guys to get the information uh, that you need from uh, Mr. Arachid. Um, and if you guys need uh, to make a quick escape, I uh, I can make a quick escape. All of my escapes are pretty quick. So, uh, Rosie, will this uh, vehicle have any uh, shields or uh, weaponry um, equipped with it? I think light shields could be arranged. Weaponry would be too obvious, though. Right. Sounds like a plan. Akla, what do you think? I think it's the best shot we've got right now. Alright. Yes, well, this is the only lead we have to understand why Sue was um, trying to break in. And without any other leads, this seems like the best option. If you guys would like to alter or change the plan in any way, you're free to do so, of course, and... Like all plans, I'm sure it'll go to shit as soon as things get difficult, so... Well, then let's get to it. Believe me. <laughs> I, I would love to uh, not be shoved in a box by the guy I once shoved in a box and uh, be actually in a prison van to be literally served up as food to a rich guy. But, you know, it happens. Uh, well, we could always... Uh put you into carbonite if that is better for you. I personally think that the experience was pretty great and so if you would like to be on the opposite end of that, I think we could arrange freezing your ass. You know, yeah, we, else we're not paying you to, to talk, Digo. Uh, that's the thing is that you are paying me to talk because half of being a good smuggler is being good with people. That was a test, you passed. Uh, his, like, large, flat, black, nautilus eyes just, like, blink at you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then, uh, he noticed your smirk, Ellen, says, hey, yeah, Twi'lek, what is your name? Are we, are we going with the M thing, or nah? If you want to, me to call you M, I'll call you M. I mean, you uh, can go, you can, you know, just call me L, it's fine. L is your real name? So your alias for L was M? Uh, <laughs> the next letter in the Oculus Galactic Base alphabet. Of that. <laughs> yeah, Rama's laughing in character. He's like, <laughs> I might have panicked a little. But that's the thing with aliases. You can just make up new ones all the time. Yeah, like, but I got, paper, like I got papers for certificate. M. Like, I have a birth... I have, like, you know, M, like, paperwork. So, like, it is written on some kind of birth certificate thing. So, uh, I'm sure I could probably get another. I'm fine with M. It's fine. Yeah, right. It's, it's not part of your identity. You know, it's like, why change it now? You know, it's got so much time invested into getting that paperwork. Uh, no, it's just, uh, you from around here? Uh, kinda. It really depends on, like, like, I mean, I live in Power and Lights. Technically, yeah. I'm from off-world, but, like, who isn't? Yeah. Well, most people, well, actually, but it's fine. Why? Oh, you know, just wondering if you're, you know, really tied down to Coruscant. Uh, you know, I was thinking about making a trip back to Blianslam and got beautiful beaches there and kind of a resort planet now. You know, maybe if you're interested, you could come with me and, uh, you know, 
maybe after this thing's over, we could, uh, you know, just take a trip if you're interested. Um, I'll just, like, blushes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, well, let's let's just see how this goes. We can just do this, and then we'll see if we're alive or not. I gotta go, you know, kill a lot of evil worms, so... Um, Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, no worries. It's fine. I understand how he's, uh, shores pile up. I, so it's all good. Just let me know. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Digo Nevada, um, you know, like sharp featured, high cheekbones, pale blue, kind of like icy watercolor skin. Um, Nautilin, so he's got, uh, like the two, like, kind of head tails and has some kind of like fish appendages, his webbed hands. Um, and he wears a uh, uh, a brown leather jacket, um, and he's just wearing kind of like a t-shirt and like work pants with uh, with boots. And uh, in terms of equipment, you you noticed uh, that he carries around a uh, a metal trident and a uh, crossbow uh, with him as well. Can I whisper to Akala like if he falls in love with him? Do me a favor, shoot me. Uh, Aqua's gonna cross her arms at that at that comment that Rama made. it doesn't made. make you want to open your mouth. I'm just... She's ignoring it. Whatever. Yeah, so, uh, kind of, um, well, uh, if this meeting is adjourned, um, I am ready to ferry you, uh, whenever we get the vehicle, and, um, you guys are ready to go. Uh, so, uh, Rosie, you said that you had uh, some couches and a TV somewhere I can post up at. Uh, yeah, and he kind of goes off to the kind of common area and just kind of like commandeers one of the cots and hangs out for a bit. One other thing that happens is that Rosie uh, interacts with M0, um, takes him to a workbench and powers him down. Um, you guys are all observing this um, and you see that... Uh, Rosie is messing around with some uh, what looks like different uh, like droid chips and uh, like modular parts that she is kind of identifying and like matching up with some circuits. Um, after a few minutes, uh, she unscrews the back cap to Monkey's um, back, essentially his like back plate. It messes around with some wires and you all see her insert something into him um, and replace him. And when she does that, Akala, you feel a dull little pain like you felt uh, the previous night when you were snooping around. You don't see any UV light, but just when she interacts with him, you just have this like weird sense of like, hmm, there's that feeling again. Um, And then it's gone very quickly. uh, And (laughs) she puts him back together and powers him back up again. and he goes and then you see you all see monkey's silhouette shimmer and you hear stealth drive operational and monkey goes fully invisible oh that is totally sick rosie oh great and you hear like him like banging some metal and stuff and you see uh one of the gonk droids you see actually you actually see the toaster gonk droid get (laughs) hoisted up slightly off the ground and carried a little bit before like being tipped over uh and him just like start like messing with a bunch of shit um okay it works m0 it works come on turn it off 
<laughs> and he reappears uh uh like on L's cot. <laughs> Great. Um, Rosie, can you walk me through what you just did there? Oh, I uh well, I was thinking that if M0 is going to be accompanying you three into progressively more dangerous scenarios that I would give him some help in avoiding danger. He's not really meant for combat, you know. Um, so I commandeered a stealth drive from an old Sith probe and, uh, inserted it into, um, his main circuitry. I'm sorry, did you say a Sith probe? Yes, very rare technology that the Sith were using at the time of the Sith-Jedi War that I had bought on a black market auction a while back. I had no real use for it, I just kind of wanted to study it. But the stealth drive is appropriate for small to medium-sized droids. Very similar to a stealth drive that you could put on a normal ship, um, except it's just activatable uh, with slight alteration with droid protocols. Do you happen to use any of that technology on yourself? Uh, I don't have a stealth drive, no. I hardly leave this place in my own body anyway. I usually send out scouts if I need to do any snooping. No, but I mean Sith technology. Oh, um... I mean, Sith technology, Mandalore technology, Hut technology, Jedi work, Corsanti, different companies. I, I use really whatever is available. I mean, it's not like just because it's Sith, it's bad tech. Right, but do, do you? You still haven't really answered my question. Yeah, a few of the droids and uh, ships around here have had cannibalized parts from maybe one or two Sith devices. But on, I mean, but on yourself. Akala, that war is over. I'm just... A thousand years not long enough for you. Rama, I'm just curious. Um, not, no, um, I mean, my parts are, are mostly all original. Um, I don't think Vels was using Sith technology. I'm a home job. I, I was built with, uh, a lot of, I guess, different spare parts, so I suppose it's possible. I haven't modified myself to be similar to any of, like, the Sith battle droids or anything. All my weapons are cleared by the Galactic Republic, so, for whatever that's worth. I mean, that, uh, she, like, like, r removes, like, uh, there's, like, a joint in her left hand that she, like, flips open, and you see, like, the hole where a, like, ion cannon has been fixed and she's this was created on Coruscant it's not Sith technology you know and then she flips her hand back up with like a metal clank I see that I've struck a nerve with the whole Sith thing I assure you it's not any of the battle droid AI or protocols it's simply just using some spare parts alright I, I trust you great well um been a bit of a full day. Um, right. Well, um, perhaps we call it a night and in the morning we ship out for the South Pole. Yeah, yeah, sounds, I think that's good. Okay, well, um, with that I will take my leave. Um, and she walks into one of the, the back rooms um, and kind of leaves... You all, including Digo Nevada, um, alone in the garage for the night. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do before you go to bed? I go up to Digo and say, uh, <clears throat> uh, that's uh, my usual, usual spot on the couch. 
There you go. Um, he looks up with you again with kind of those flat black eyes, and they uh, kind of narrow, but they're, I mean, Nautilin eyes are really, really big, kind of like uh, like black, kind of oblong fish eyes. So even narrowed, they're like quite, quite impressive. Um, and he says, it's funny, I did not see that this couch said a uh, big metal bastard on it. I must have been mistaken. You're lucky you're so handsome, Digo. Ah, yes. I am told that all the time by the ladies. Even some of the gentlemen, too. Whatever. I'm just gonna, like, go to my bunk and sulk. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, Digo chills on the couch. Um, Hannah or Amelia, is there anything you'd like to do before the night ends? Um, no. I think I'm just gonna... I'm gonna retreat, but not so much so that, like, I'm not accessible. Um, Akala looked upset earlier about the Sith thing. I'm gonna go check on her. All right. Uh, just like a... You good? Can I come in? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you, um... You good? I... I'm just nervous. I... When Rosie made that little adjustment on Monkey, I felt it. Like like what kind of a feeling? Just like a... A little sting, but... You know, she said it was Sith technology. What else could that be? Right. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I don't... No. Uh what do you what do you think it means? I I honestly don't know. I've been just very wary of everything since last night. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I can see why. Um You know, it's never mind. It's fine. Uh yeah, you know, it's probably, probably nothing. Like, just because, just you know, something was, like, made by Sith doesn't, you know, make it inherently evil. It could just be, like, Force-sensitive. You know, the Force is just the Force. It's not really, like, a Jedi or Sith thing. It's just kind of there. So, so maybe, I mean, maybe it is something, but maybe, you know, it could, could be nothing. I understand that technology is, in and of itself, neutral, but I'm following an intuition, or I was following an intuition. No, yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't trying to, like, uh, dismiss that. I was just, you know, just wanted to... I don't know. I just figured it was worth saying. But if you think there's something weird going on with Monkey, there's probably something weird going on, so we can keep an eye on it. Um, speaking of M-Zero, as you guys are having this conversation, uh, you hear, like, outside of Oculus' door, uh, Monkey go, <laughs> uh, and then you hear a big crash, like a plate falls over, and then you hear Diego Nevada goes, God damn that stupid monkey, where did he go? He took my things, where did he go? And then, uh, you know, chaos kind of going on, like some clanking and some playful monkey noise. I will say he's only like that because you enable him. I'm just saying. Uh, that cracks a smile out of her. He's just so darn cute. I don't know what else to do. 
Okay, well, if he is secretly a Sith murder bot, it's going to be less cute then, won't it? Well, I think we could probably take him. Yeah, probably out now. Bastard's invisible now. <laughs> it's a whole nother... Uh, and, like, Elle probably smirks a little bit, knowing that it made Agala smirk. It's like, well, you know, it's a whole nother thing. I don't know if we can take it. Uh, yeah, just, I just wanted to check in. Uh, how did you, um, you know, you, you saw, like, the, the memory stuff with, like, Cecil. And they, like, put, like, a curtain, you said? Is that, the like, the word you use? I feel like the word curtain. Yeah, a used. curtain or a, a cloud or just, just something obstructing the way. Yeah. Interesting. When, uh, you know, Cecil's, like, kind of, like, my best friend. So, um, if you hear anything about what they figure out about that, would you, um, let me know some of the more, like, specific stuff? Yeah, I... I will. Um, how did how did you two meet? Uh, <laughs> would you? Uh, I might have been patronizing a certain establishment, and we sort of hit it off a bit. I needed a place to stay. She had a place to stay, and uh, I just sort of crashed on her couch and. Here we are. So, is there, you know, like, a history there? Well, I think, you know, if there were a history, that'd be my business, wouldn't it? I suppose so. Since you made it clear that sort of thing wasn't your business. Well, I know it was something that you were interested in. Yeah. Sleep well, Akala. I'm gonna head out. Have a good night. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Rob, can, before I go to bed, can I, like, take whatever monkey stole, like, split it in half and give him a fist pump? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like an apple or something. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, monkey. Uh, monkey. Uh, stole a couple things from Digo. Um, you kind of like watch that whole like thing go down. Um, and monkey does appear to you, kind of on the other like a few like I- I'm gonna say like 20 feet away from from Digo. Like he appears to you. Um, and you see that his stealth drive kind of, like, splutters and, like, stops working, and, like, he looks like he's, like, very, like, energy deficient, um, and he, like, gives you, um, Digo's crossbow, and, uh, (laughs) and also, um, he stole, a a physical photograph of, uh, a Nautilin family, um, all with the same kind of pale blue skin. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. On um, the back of the photo, it says, uh, to my darling Digo from mom and dad. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's uh, just a picture of him and his family and a couple of siblings. Wow, Rama, you're just stealing <laughs> his memory his treasured mementos from his past. It's kind of a dick move. You're not there. <laughs> This is your conscience, actually. 
This I is like the to force. think my conscious is the same voice as like what the, the now two AI people in my life. <laughs> Rama, that was fucked up. You should feel <laughs> bad about it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it doesn't feel that fucked up. Well, maybe it isn't too bad. Shut up, Diego. You know, it's just kind of going <laughs> in Rama's mind. That's why his wisdom's so low. He's got voices in his head. Internal battle with himself. <laughs> um, Digo, uh grabs his trident and um it's normally like in the form that you've seen it it's only like about three feet long and he presses the button and it extends to full staff length and he walks over to you and says i am going to need those back please yeah sorry just uh i didn't know it was personal items just thought i'd make you laugh it's okay it's gonna give them both back uh he holds the crossbow and uh and Puts the the photograph like in his like jacket, uh, like an internal pocket in his jacket. Um, Look, I uh, what he said about friends going to battle with one another. I don't do that. We don't do that. I mean, it's Mandalorians do that. Long story. Mandalorian clans do that, but I haven't done that. Not opposed to it. The galaxy is a cruel place. Um. You know, I what you said earlier about how I feel about Zabraxa. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I, I shouldn't write off a whole group of people like that. But uh, this photograph, uh, these are the only people that ever met my family. Must be nice. Ah, uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It's been years though. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, you never forget the face of somebody that takes everything from you. <clears throat> you know, let's, uh... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, families, you know. Transient things evolutionarily built into our brains or something. I don't know. It's probably one of those, uh... Force magic bullshits, for all I know. <clears throat> Sorcerer and what... I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever that b- bullshit Jedi mystic stuff is. But hey, we're all, um, everyone's the same. We're all just trying to survive. I'm not against making friends. Just, uh, you know, you can't put a man in carbonite and expect him not to hold a bit of a grudge, you know. Yeah, well, I did write off the entire species, so, you know, we'll call it even. Yeah, we'll call it even. Uh, he goes and, like, plops on the couch and, uh, just, like, kind of curls up and tries to go to sleep. I'm gonna cringe slightly at the fact that my spot on the couch is being taken and then go back to my punk. <laughs> um, great. Well, everybody sleeps through the night. Um, Akala, as you go to sleep, or you start meditating, rather, um... You get a little visit from Soul. Your uh, favorite, like, golden boy uh, shows up in, like, your mind's eye during meditation. Um, this time, not really taking any particular form. Um, at least not right away. Um, what do you think Soul would look like in this moment? Um, if anyone, maybe the shape of Ugle, since they talked today. Um, and the, all the information... He gave Akala kind of 
was heavy, and so that's probably on her mind a bit. Great. So this conversation doesn't last too long, um, but the shape of Ugle in this gold and resplendent light appears in your mind while you meditate. Um, and it's Ugle's like accent and voice, but it's it sounds distinctly like younger, kind of childish like. And the soul says, "Hello. Uh, it's been a minute since we talked. Uh, how are you doing?" I am trying to navigate, I guess. Yeah, it seems a bit difficult right now. Um, I don't know if you feel, but I, um, it's been a lot of strange energies around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I hear you're going to, um, you're going to go south? To the South Pole. Uh, yes, that's where our next lead is taking us. That'll be cool, I think. Um, Coruscant is a weird place for me. It's very overwhelming. Uh, there is a lot of mix of big energies and small energies. And I get this feeling that South is a bad place. So, uh, we should be careful. I'll do my best. Can I count on you to be there next to me the whole time? Of course. What else am I for? Great. Um, yeah, and then as quickly as it started, the apparition of soul dissipates, um, and you feel kind of a warm glow during the rest of your meditation. And for this week, that is where we will end our session. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.